Test, test. Testing, testing, testing. Test, test, test. Testosterone. 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 Are you talking like that because you have tater tot brain? I do. The most horrible of diseases. Oh, sorry, my tater top brain. Yeah. Down the way, my TTB. So what does it does it mean? Do you get like eyes on your brain as part of that? Because like potatoes have eyes. Maybe I don't know. It just goes to mush. Mm. We had um oh trash house street. South Street. What's up there? I'm Jamie Z. I'm Lucessa, and this is yet another spooky audition. Focus, focus, focus. Lots of ghosts and goblins. And... So there's a, um, a photography, um, like Victor got his pictures taken for, I could give you one, for yeah. uh, school. Uh -huh. And it's called TSS Photography. And oh. it's like, Arr. A little glossy. Arr. So it's it, a... it was really weird to get TSS stuff. Yeah, well, I did. What Ch the fuck? I had to change our hashtag. I might have said this in an earlier podcast no, because TSS, toxic well, shock syndrome. Well, I know that too. And that's usually what, at least so where TSS pod is usually what I use. I, I kind of liked because it, it was TSS, to I be did, honest. But I, I, I did, but a lot of confused ladies. <laughs> a lot of ladies are like, I don't understand. Yeah. These people. So here's a horror story to begin. And it yes. involves tater tots. Tater tots. So I, years ago, had this speaker come mm -hmm. to my place of work my old place of work and this was a guy with one arm much like the okay. drummer from Def Leppard Rick Allen yeah it was Rick Allen was oh weird. my god so he's an artist he tells see and he's like so he makes his living now basically talking about safety okay what happened is he essentially he, essentially, he went into the army and um he was an air traffic controller in the army okay and he retired but then got after 9-11, came, went back in. He's telling the story, and you think, oh, something happened in 9-11. No. Okay. So after, after like that, he basically, he retired again. Lives in Idaho. Didn't have anything to do, so he went to work at the, it was like the uh, Teeter Tot Factory, basically. The Orida Factory, where Ooh. they processed things. And they had this potato boiler, and it had this auger that turned around. And that's how and he basically, Yeah, he basically, his arm got pulled off in the auger. He's telling the story, and he's like, and the foreman had to, like, take me, and he also had to go back and yeah. find my arm. Uh. And then, you know, the, the end cap of that story is, it was his brother. <laughs> uh. And he had to end up going back to work at that factory. That sucks. But, yeah, he had a robot arm. Uh, he had a robot arm? Yeah. That's cool. That happens a lot. I always hear, not a lot, but mm -hmm. um, a lot of the, like, hospitals and, like, ERs, like, in the, you know, rural mm -hmm. areas, yeah. especially PA, a lot of farmers, like... A lot of them are just like farming accidents yeah. and mangled, you know, hands, feet, and mm -hmm. stuff. My well, my dad, um, with his work, he used to have like people come in and they would like, oh look, I cut off my finger, and uh, he'd be like, put that on ice, let's go to the yeah, hospital. Uh, that was in the meat uh, industry, but yeah, he said yeah. it happened a couple times. Uh, never happened. <laughs> Actually, I knew a guy cut off his fingertip on a deli slicer Oof. and i know it almost sounded like the too. setup of a joke but no it happened <laughs> oh. you just suck it up just glue it back on spooky spooky stories. stories to tell in the dark on a sunday morning it is sunday october 16th i yes. believe um, this will be our halloween episode we'll actually be we have one we already recorded mm -hmm. 
because this is a spooky episode, it's I'm going to actually do this one first. So it's about taxes. So so yeah, <laughs> get this out of the way just really quick. Uh, so I did not go on my vacation. I explained that more in the next podcast, which is actually the previous podcast. Yes. But I shan't rehash it here. Yep. It was for spooky reasons. My cells were haunted by disease. Spooky teeter tot brain. Teeter tot brain. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what else is new? Oh, you know, Velma being a, a lesbian who's a person of color now. Why is that a story? I don't know. Because of babies. Yeah. A bunch of fucking babies. No, I read that before and they're like about... Uh, so but Velma, also, they're going to make Velma, uh, what, a black lady? Or? So it actually seems to be two different stories. I didn't hear because, that. Like, I don't care. Like One version is they're doing a modern Scooby-Doo. I did hear that. And Velma is going to be canonically... She comes off like, oh, that's... Like, she comes off with something that comes like about, like, oh, she's my type or I'm flirty or something So here's like that. the exact You have words. the quote written down. Yes. She's um, Hey, Daphne. Yeah. These are my fishy pants? No. Because I'm a lady. <laughs> no, it's something like she expresses that she's, like, crushing on the supervillain or something. Yeah, yeah. And she says something to Daphne. A real Debs situation. Ooh. But I think they're doing another one that Mindy Kaling is in, where called Velma for HBO Max, where Velma is, I believe, Southeast Asian. Okay. And most of the characters are non-white. I think Fred is the only white character. Okay. But I don't want. Because it's fucking Scooby-Doo, and I don't give a shit about Scooby-Doo, yeah, don't I mean, really know enough about I, it. I used to like it when I was a child. Yeah. Other than... Um, <laughs> That's cool. Whatever. A lot of people were angry because... I know. Who cares, though? Like, it's a kid's show. A lot of middle-aged matter. white men, apparently. You know it was a show before its time? What? Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, <laughs> New Generation, whatever yes. that was called. That was really generation. before... If yeah. you think about it, it was really before yeah. its time. It had a, a had drug addict. Chick. Yeah. <laughs> it had the one dude that was in the wheelchair. He was like the white dude, I think. Uh-huh. It had like the Hispanic guy. Yeah. And then Egon was the Egon. Then they have like yeah. Then the black. They had a black guy, I believe. Was the black guy in the wheelchair? You remember so much more about, and I watched this show, and I don't remember. But it was really for like mm-hmm. um, I guess it had to be like early two thousands. Yeah. It was actually kind of before its time, if you yeah. think about it. But. The only thing that struck me odd about, I believe, Velma mm-hmm. is that they're not actually going to be a Scooby-Doo in it. It's just all about Velma. It's a, it, Well, I think it's them, but it's like more grounded in reality. Oh. Which, given that they're ghost hunters, that's a long way of saying spooky. So what's up with spooky, you, Jim? Spooky. Other than that, nothing has been up with me, really. I did some gardening. Cool. And that's about it. I've just been working. I've been running. I actually ran today. Oh, good. Um, I, I think my magic number is like three and a quarter, so I haven't really yeah. been going over that. And my foot's been very good. I mm-hmm. had a really good run today, this morning. I got up mm-hmm. at like 6.40 and ran three and a quarter huh. miles. Walked a mile. I usually walk a mile, and then yeah. I run. Anyway, what? Uh, so the Phillies. Yeah, the Fighting Phils. The Fighting Phils are going to the divisional, uh, or the conference uh, playoffs. I have tickets. Oh, nice. So I bought tickets. I got, um, they were 180 bucks a piece. It's just Victor and I. Uh-huh. Mark has like art shows pretty much every weekend throughout till yeah. like Thanksgiving. Anyway, so they were 180 bucks a pop. 
right. Not bad. Yeah. So I was looking on StubHub, and they're like fucking six hundred dollars. It's insane for like sh- standing room only. It was going for like three, four, four hundred dollars. Yeah, so I was gonna buy tickets for the last series that they just had, and I was like one hundred and ten dollars is too much, yeah. <laughs> and that shit was going for like five hundred dollars. Crazy. So they'll be playing the Padres next weekend. I think it's oh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I got tickets for the Saturday game. Oh, nice. So it'll be guaranteed they play, um, but I'm taking Victor. We're going to be sitting in the lower bowl. Um, oh, cool. We're sitting um, in section 139. Mm-hmm. So it should be it should be fun. It should be a good time. Yeah, so I'm looking forward. And I've been watching a lot of baseball. Uh-huh. I started watching Dahmer. How was that? It's not bad. I like it. I'm on the third episode, and then I just kind of got... I just fizzled out. I think mm-hmm. there's ten episodes. I just started watching more baseball. Um, yeah. So I want to get back on that. Um, but it's been pretty good. Okay. Ten episodes a lot. Didn't, like, study Jeffrey Dahmer, so, but it yeah. look, it seems like it's pretty... Like, they did their homework, and it's pretty legit. It's it's interesting, though. Hmm. Um, the dude that plays Dahmer is the guy that plays Quicksilver. And that oh, I think I knew that, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really good. it's the... What's his name? The American Horror Story guy did it. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. it's it's worth a watch. Yeah. I like it so far. Hmm. Um, other than that, no, nothing really. You know, got yeah. Victor's uh, Halloween present. I went to a couple birthday parties. Went to a birthday party yesterday. Um, Halloween present. Halloween costume. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. I was like, Ooh, what is uh, Victor going in? He's going to be a samurai. Ah. Ooh. He was going to be a black belt, but he's already he's in karate anyway. So. Yeah. He broke his first board. Oh, I thought you said you were going to say foot. I swear. No. Broke his first foot. He broke his first neck. It was yeah. a kitty. Yeah. Well, that'd be that'd be your wish, like, right? Hi-ya! Yeah. Yeah. No, they're sweet kitties. They're just. I had this bad. you were saying about twenty minutes ago. It's the little Sour Patch Kids. They're real sour, and you want yeah. to snap their little kitty neck, so then they're real sweet. Like Casper's my buddy. More Miko's just been like a bee. She's all horned up. No, she's fixed. Doesn't matter. <laughs> It's worse that they're on the prowl because she's like, can't get pregnant. Yeah, yeah I guess. With her brother. And she's like, only one is my brother. Yeah. His nose was up her a-hole uh, today. Yeah. He was like beating her up. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which he's a little teddy bear, but I don't know. He was yeah. in a mood today. Uh, no kitties here, thank God. No I mean, pussies at all. No pussy coming to the Sessa house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what's up in that second floor. I don't. It could be a bunch of... <laughs> Cages with no duct- warm bodies. First off, duct tape works. <laughs> Is it like the collector, the book? You're the collector. <laughs> I have this medical text, and it's it's my first entry into becoming a serial killer. Huh. That's pretty cool. You know what the key is? What? I use the book to beat people because <laughs> it's happy. Eh, I didn't find any blood on it. It was in pretty good condition. Oh, I just buy a whole bunch of them. Oh, okay. That's cool. So music. Yeah, music. What are we, 10 minutes in, 11 minutes in? No, don't worry about that. What you got? You want me to go first? So I got two. You have how many? I have... Trace? I have two, but I have like two singles. All right. I can do the singles first. So one I didn't write down, but there's a new album coming out. Ladytron. Oh, yeah. There's a new album coming out. Um, I forget the name of the new single. I'm yeah. Very unprepared for it. I listened to it. It's good. Um, I have to pre-order. There's pre-orders up mm-hmm. um, if you follow them on... Um, Instagram, Facebook. I think you can get it on Bandcamp as well. Oh. But they have a couple different variants. But I haven't bought it yet. I forget the name of it. Like Angels and something. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's good. Wasn't there some weirdness about that last album like, yes. getting released or something? It was something with their record company. It's called Times Arrow is the album. And Ooh. City of Angels is the new, oh. um, the new single. And it's supposed to be coming out January 10th, 2023. 
Because they're like synth pop electro, yeah. synth wave, and they're from Liverpool. But um, they've been around for a long while, but they always put out a, mm-hmm. a good yeah. record, in my opinion. Really big uh, Lady Tron fan. Uh, yeah, they, their last record got like caught up with something. It was, it was, it was so, like I remember because you reviewed thing. it, yeah. And they had a, a seven inch that came out, and then the regular album, then they were withholding the album. Like it was all this crap. Mm-hmm. It was that one, I forget the name of the, the company, and you would like buy into like them putting the album out, and like they something fell through, and then they held the rights. It was, it was yeah. a mess. But uh, the last album was really good. Mm-hmm. Time's Arrow is. So I know you've. Ne- I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say you've never watched BoJack Horseman. No, I have the, not. I know. I am familiar. Familiar right. with. So BoJack Horseman at the end of the first season changes tones entirely from what you think it would be, which is just this kind of dumb background noise cartoon is something really kind of disturbing mm-hmm. for most of the series. And there's an episode called Time's Arrow. It's the backstory on BoJack's mother. Okay. As she remembers it. Now, at this point in the story, Bojack's mother is suffering from dementia. So the whole story is her life, but because she has dementia, like, it happens in wrong order, and people have blurred out faces, like, they're scribbled out. It's a really good episode. It is really fucking disturbing. Yeah, I can it's imagine. No laughs. Not a lot of laughs in that episode. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah. So Lady Tron. Yes. Times. Because Time's Arrow moves neither forward nor backward or something mm, like that. I don't know what it is. True. Anyway. The other single band called Puppy Angst. Yes. From Philadelphia. Perpetual. They had a bunch mm-hmm. of... They have a new album coming out. Do I have it written down? Yeah, I might have listened to songs from... The other one. The album. Whatever. Like, I listened to both those songs as well. Right. There's a new album coming out. I think it's Scorpio Session. That's, so that's why I listened to this. Okay. Stuff well, me. one of the songs is on that. Perpetual is on there as All well. Right. And that, the Scorpio set, or sorry, Scorpio Season, that comes out uh, October 24th mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, a couple weeks. Puppy Angst is a Philly band. They're four piece. They're kind of like this alt fuzzy dream pop. They say bummer rock is bummer one of their rock. Tags. I like it's like puppy love, but a little more sad. Yeah. <laughs> so I listen to Perpetual. You can probably put this description to the other two songs as well. Mm-hmm. I like it's like kind of this cool, dreamy, fuzzy tune with female vocals, loud buzzing guitars, um, fronted by the sound of the lovely Alyssa Millman's vocals. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of stumbled upon this band. I bought their EP from uh, 2018 called Tiny Thoughts, and I really, really liked it. Recommended it to you or whatever. Yeah. It's like this, you know, sad girl rock, but mm-hmm. like fuzzy shoegazy. Yeah. But I, I was really impressed with it. I thought it was fun and like not fun. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say fun. It's just, it, yeah. it's good. I liked it. What did you think? I really liked it a lot. Uh, Which Perpetual is one of the songs. Perpetual, yeah, I said it has a very metallic sound, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. Not like metal, like, yeah, I know what you mean. But you know, like Clash of Metal. There's a song in there, Yellow Paint. Okay, yeah. Which I really liked. And I was wondering if it's a reference to the short story, The Yellow Wallpaper by Charlotte Perkins Stenson. Maybe. Which is, it's like written, it's a short story written in the late 1800s that is, it's like a horror story. It's a gothic horror story. I think Mary and Shiz did a short film based on that short story. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of horrifying. But yeah, this mm-hmm. uh, I, I really like that EP. I'm really looking forward to this album. I like that they're from Philly. Um, yeah. And I like her voice just matches yeah, oh, the I music really like very it too, well. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was up your alley. I thought mm-hmm. you might like it. And yes. I was, I've been in, I like listen to like a alt shoegazy mm-hmm. band every yeah. now and then. You don't hear too many female vocals that much with it. Mm. And those are my two um, like kind of singles. Yeah. 
That's what she said. Uh-huh. Is the name uh-huh. of the next Starcrawler album. <laughs> you're doing. Oh, you're doing Starcrawler first. Yeah, Starcrawler. Well, because I. Yeah. Okay. You'll see. Yeah. I'd say well, it's like a mysterious. Like you'll see. You you'll see. This Surprise. Cage. <laughs> no. You'll have like a little beer bottle. First off, <laughs> too much fucking effort. <laughs> True. I, I eat most of my food cold because I'm too lazy to cook it. You think I'm going to keep someone in prison? Maybe. I don't know. My sister had a hamster she forgot to feed. I was telling Victor this when we were kids. Yeah. She had this hamster, Stevie, and uh-huh. I think it died of starvation. <laughs> it was like, ah. it was down our basement. She was, she was like younger. That's so fucking I was horrible. Like, I was like seven, so she was probably like 11 or 12, and she would forget to feed it, and it just died. And I was telling Victor this, and Victor was like horrified. Yeah, she, he should be. That maybe, uh... Poor Stevie. It'll be your grandchildren that the zero chose about your child. Maybe. I feel bad if I forget to water my plants. I know, right? Well, I'm all... How do you forget to feed your hamster? I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like you'd willfully have to be ignoring your hamster. Yeah. Well, it was down the basement, so you didn't see it all the time. But still, come on. It's your hamster. Like, like, I don't... (laughs) It's like Ink Spot. Poor, I was thinking about Ink Spot. Ink Spot. Ink Spot's who, a, who, someone's cat. Who faked, faked, di- faked uh, dehydration so he wouldn't be owned by so his we, That's our theory. We uh, worked with this dude um, and he had a cat. And he lived with a bunch of other incompetent mm-hmm. other dudes. And it was a really, really hot day. And he expected his roommate to give the cat water. Yeah. And the roommate did not. And the mm-hmm. cat died, which yeah. is just terrible. Yes. Anyway, Starcrawler. Oh, and then we made <laughs> and then we made it into a funny little joke. We were yeah. like, spot. And then oh, yeah, the, so the, the story we told was he faked his death and then escaped. <laughs> yeah. All right, big tangent. I was actually gonna thinking about that the other night when we were just going back and forth on Facebook talking about the old comics of more days. Yes. Do you remember Clint Barton? Yeah. Just get for a little. That guy really creeped me out probably more than anyone else who came in the store. I can't. I remember his name. I can't remember his face. He looked like a creep. They all did. Um, now I want to say they all did. I can't. I just cannot pitch. I remember yeah. his name like crazy. He had a steely glaze. He's like a lot more well groomed, like uncomfortably well groomed. If that makes hmm. sense, like. Yeah, I can't think of his face. Yeah. Jamie had. I had an a, anniversary of um like right before a delightful I memory of happiness. Yeah, this um I heard this guy walking down the hallway and. He most likely was schizophrenic. There was something yeah. definitely off his meds, mm-hmm. and he was uh, commenting. There was these like the news, like I want to smell their snatches, and he was like saying all this crazy uh-huh. fucking shit, muttering under his breath, and it was totally inappropriate. So he comes in the store, and I'm working with Benton, mm-hmm. and Benton's like, "Hey, how can I help you?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, like like did you, this is when you know not to talk to yeah. the person. Like there's there, you know you you, you gently smile and kind of yeah. walk away." And he was like, oh, uh, I can take, and pointed at me, I could, you know, I'll take her in the basement and, and rape her. Mm. And Benton was like, ha and he's like, Jamie, might have to go to the bathroom? I was like, yes, <sighs> try to leave me in the store with this yeah, fucker. Yeah, that's nuts. And I called security right away. I never, I've only called security only on this man. Yeah. And they were like, oh, he's still here. We try to kick, I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. Um, and then he ended up uh, leaving the store, but he was saying the most inappropriate shit yeah. and was in like, mm-hmm. Was not a good scene. No. Starcrawler. Starcrawler. She said. No. Starcrawler. Um, she said. Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, really? Like, I need a second. All right, Starcrawler. She said, Big Machine Records. This came out September 16th. Yes. There was a delay in them shipping out merch. Okay. I had either inadvertently or purposely and forgotten 
bought the autograph pre-order. Oh, cool. Which is one of the reasons there was a delay or is sort of a delay. They went ahead and shipped the album so we'd have something to listen to, which I actually thought was really nice. And oh, they apologized. Cool. Yeah, we do. I'm not going to go too much into Starcrawler. Mm-hmm. A bunch of kids who started out much more talented than most of us and only went up. Yes. This album is definitely a transition album. It's a bit of a departure from their last sound, from their um, you know, combination of L.A. Sleezo and 80s Ozzy. And I think not everyone knows how to take that. Because reviews were a bit mixed, more mixed than previous albums. Okay. Now, one thing this album sort of suffers from is having the sort of burden of coming out after Devour You, which was an mm. amazing album. I really like this well, how album. How long ago was that? Two years ago? I pandemic? think it was more. It was pre-pandemic, okay. I think. Maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. At least two years. I'm going to say four years ago. Was my oh, guess. wow. Jeez. Baby's having babies. Puppies having kitties. So this opens with Roadkill. And it really catches your attention. It's a lot more like hard rock. I really like this. One of my favorite songs. Yeah, I think it's like this is one of everyone. This one and the second song, Stranded, are probably generally in contention for being the two favorites. Yes. So, you know, Roadkill has these like really crunchy guitars, really hard, strong moves. It's fun. The video features Steve-O at the end in a surprise Uh, cameo. Cool. I didn't watch the videos at all. Roadkill, Roadkill. It's a cool song. Yes. Very good. Stranded is one of their grunge songs. Mm-hmm. Maybe my it's my favorite song on the album. Really? With, I'll say a tiny asterisk, and I'll explain that when we get to that song. Okay. Um, it has this really sliding guitar, really, really like slippery. It's a very slippery song. Really okay. like the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Very grunge. Thursday is frantic. It's It's glammy. Uh huh. Sorry. No problem. Got uh, up early. Yeah. Me too. Four a.m. Which is like a weekday get up, but not a weekend get up. Broken Angel. A lot more uh, somber. I like Broken Angel. Has like that '60s girl group vibe going on. Yes. Um, but I I really like that song too. I said hey, Stones Country. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I, can see that. I won't have to stalk you if you just give me a chance in the beginning. Yeah. I was like, yay! Jet Black, none, heavy guitar. None truer words. Yes. True. I like true. Late 90s grunge. Really like this song mm-hmm. a lot. Midnight, vaguely sinister opening. Mm-hmm. Song about loneliness or possibly being a fucking vampire. <laughs> I don't know. One or the other. Now, Runaway. Mm-hmm. Runaway is another song, a mover and a shaker. This would be my favorite song. Okay. Well, why is it not? The lyrics. Okay. So, Runaway is a song... It, I would almost describe it as a fun song, except it is a song about child abuse and a runaway. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's something. But I really like it, mm-hmm. regardless. They're like kind of 90s song. And then it ends with A Better Place, which is like the obligatory acoustic country song. Mm-hmm. So I, I went through that pretty quick. What about She Said, like the actual track? She Said, um, I think, comes from Stranded. Because that's actually... Or was She Said a Song? Yeah, yeah never mind. it's actually the last Oh, I song. missed it. Is it's it? It's actually one of my favorite songs on there. Is She Said that? Yeah. Wow, I fucking missed it. <laughs> Why well, I like that song, uh-huh. and who knows, I listened on YouTube, so it might yeah. not have been on your... Um, I don't know if you listened to it on vinyl. Yeah. But anyway, I find that she her voice doesn't change. 
Yeah. It's very, I want, I'm not saying monotone, but in She Said, I felt it had the most emotion going through it. Like her voice changed and it was more, like, as I said, emotional and visceral, maybe. Oh, she Said is the second song on the album as far as that goes. So oh, She Said okay. is the one that's like a... As I said, I listened to on... Um, yeah, that's the one on, She Said. Yeah. So that's... Oh, I fucked up. So Stranded is another grungy song. So I forgot to make my notes on She Said, which is my favorite song of the album. Okay. Not Stranded. But I thought that she had the most emotion. I thought... Oh, like, yeah, definitely. So my problem with this... I won't even say problem. is like kind of for her vocal. Like, I feel like she's just like, boom. Like, and there's not a lot of emotion going left or yeah. right. Like, or anywhere. No, yeah, she has kind of a thing that she does. Which is... And which is fine. Mm -hmm. And the songs that are really good are really good. The other songs to me are kind of like... They're they're okay, yeah. but they're not that, that's memorable. That's that's what I, how I felt as well. Okay. Now, I did listen to it on vinyl. No download code. Like, just reviewing something off straight vinyl is kind of a pain in the ass. I agree, yeah. And then YouTube, where you can't find, like, a set track listing and stuff, it's all mixed That's up. how I listen to it. And like I said, I mean, and ultimately, I think that's how people don't know how to take this album, because it is a bit more of a mixed bag. Yeah. It's good. Ultimately, the, it's good. The first single they released, which did not actually appear in this album, was Good Time Girl. Okay. Now, I don't think you heard this. No, I did not. Good Time Girl is a really fucking down and dirty, metally, sleazo, grungy song. It is like licking a dirty ashtray to get some bass. <laughs> and I mean that in the best possible way. So that's that's a lot more like harkens back to like earlier sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I feel like this is missing. They just needed a yeah. couple songs with a little bit of that like... Yeah. 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 And it's a shame sleaze. that... Like, yeah, sleaze. L.A. Sleazo. The video for Good Time Girl has uh, it has David Hasselhoff, Josh Homme in it, and Danny Trejo. Oh shit! Which, like most of their videos, are directed by Gilbert Trejo, who is Danny Trejo's son, and also Am or Autumn DeWile or Amber well, Autumn De no Arrow DeWile. Arrow. They find yeah Autumn DeWile is like a big old cougar. It's like hey, this is Arrow DeWile's boyfriend. And I don't really like. I don't really you like, like the, the cover. Aesthetic? I don't like the cover. Yeah, I don't quite she like it She looks a little either. too much like Dee Schneider to me, and it totally yeah. ruins it once you get that in yeah. your head. Starcrawler, I did yeah. like this album. It is, it is good. Ultimately, yeah. I think it's mm -hmm. good, and it's different. Uh, it, it's going to take... It, it'd be interesting by the end, the year's end to see where it fall, falls, yeah. you know, on lists and stuff. It makes top ten yeah. or whatever. Well. I have uh, I might have my number one song. Mm. I'm struggling with it. Or number one album of the year. It's raining tacos. Yes. No. It's raining tacos. What's that from? Of Roblox, but the guy from Nerf Herder wrote it. Oh. Anyway. Anywho. Spell it out. Uh huh. Out of chaos, and I think I read about this band either on No Echo or New Noise on uh, Facebook, and they're out of New York and New Jersey, off of Let's Trade Records, and this record came out September of this year. Mm -hmm. It's their debut, um, and they're a five-piece. They're melodic, hardcore punk, and they say their influences are Reach the Sky, Bouncing Souls, and Lifetime, and yep, you can definitely tell that. I knew this wasn't up your alley. This is definitely up my alley of like um, late 90s, early 2000s, Sad. like fun yeah. kid dynamite. I, like I enjoyed this one. I do want to make a statement right off the bat. Yeah. Between the fucking name of the band or the out and the album and the title, very misleading. I thought this was like this is gonna be like some psychedelic D and D inspired space shit. No, it was and not. It was not. It was not. 
uh, mid to late 90s, early 2000s melodic hardcore punk. And you don't hear it that often. Like, I was actually very uh, happy, like, you know, excited. So it starts off, I'm not gonna um, go through every uh, track because a lot of it does sound the same. But wrong answer, I was like, fucking yeah, Lifetime, Kid Dynamite, like, quick, fun, catching a lot of hardcore punk. Um, stuff I like, I know I used to listen to. Stand Up is a short, hard-hitting blast of catchy hardcore punk. Knuckle Up, this is straight, like, Lifetime meets Bouncing Souls. Like, I love that 90s, as I said, New York, New Jersey punk sound. Same thing with Waxed, fun and catchy. Um, some highlights are Preacher Man, it has, like, this youth crew sing-along parts to it. Uh, some other standouts are, I guess it's BK2 Jersey, Break to Jersey, mm -hmm. and Basement. They said it's, I think the album's less than 20 minutes or something like that. It's fun. As I said, it harkens back to my childhood, not childhood, teen years, but I really enjoy it. The mm -hmm. only problem is some like the songs start running into each other. It gets yeah. to like the, the seventh song and I'm like, okay, like they're... They're just different enough, but not different enough. Mm -hmm. um, and I've listened to this album a bunch of times, but it, it's they're good. It's really yeah. good. It almost I wish they would have had like two EPs yeah. to break it up. Um, but it was really good. I love to see this band live, and I just think it's something different. You don't hear this sound so much anymore. Mm -hmm. I dig it. I liked it. Uh, Stand up was my favorite song in the album. I think. Okay, cool. Especially when it hits that slowdown section. Yeah, it's not not my normal oeuvre. Yeah. But no, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. Um, and definitely check them out. Spell it out. Yeah. Out, the, out of chaos. Not a D&D album. Good shit. There's no spell, space jams. I just bought their, this on the vinyl as well. It's not on Bandcamp. You actually have to go um, they'll, they'll, to their uh, mm -hmm. website. It'll yeah. lead you to it. But there's, not, there's only like 400 pressed or something like that. No. So yeah, spell it out. Check mm -hmm. them out. They're yeah. awesome. All right, so... You want me to go again or whatever? Well, you have one more. I have more. one more. I didn't know what you wanted to... I'll just go again. Want me to go again? No, go. Well, okay. Either whatever. Way. I don't care. Citizen. Yay. Life in your glass world. So I kind of stumbled upon this band. So I was putting my records away. We I Mark just bought me some new LP boxes, mm -hmm. and I had records all over the place, and I don't want the cats knocking them over because yeah. they're little assholes. So I was listening to um, Ameri this Triple B American hard Hardcore Comp, and it's like two records, and you know. So anyway, I'm listening to the last one. I flip it over, and the last song is Citizen. I'm like, what is this mm -hmm. on a hardcore comp? I'm like, this is kind of crazy, and I'm like, it's really good. So I went and researched this band, and this was one of the first albums I listened to. And Life in Your Glass World is actually, um, it was out in 2021. Mm. I don't know if I have the exact date. But anyway, they reissued this, and this is coming back out either, it was either out in September or it's coming out now. I think it's just going to pre-order, I'm going to buy yeah. it after this album. But yeah. It's really good. So it's a reissue with like two extra songs and some alt versions of most of the songs on the record. And most of the songs are like, that they redo are like kind of acoustic-esque. Um, I was like, this record is fucking awesome. They're out on Run For Cover. They've been a band since 2009. Um, they're from Toledo, Ohio. Where I I know. Lived. They're a three-piece, and this is their fourth full-length album. As I said, they've been around for over 10 years. They started off as like pop punk, uh -huh. and then kind of like came like post-punk, and then kind of came into whatever sound this is, yeah. which is like a emo, elect dance punk kind of. Heavy metal Broadway musical. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I describe but it. But I fucking love this band. Yeah, it's really awesome. good. So it starts off with dance. If I could read. Dance and dance. <laughs> dance. I can't fucking read. I don't spread for no roses. 
So hold on, let me go to before I really mess this that's up. That's why the artist Tammy. I don't spread for no roses. And that's all I remember. I don't spread for no roses. Okay. Uh, Death Dance Approximately. Yes. Yeah, I really wrote that bad, and I'm not even drinking anymore. Mm. Um, so it's like faint meets something Davy Havoc would, would do, if that makes it. Yeah. So it's like this like synth in all the right places. It makes you want to dance. It's got a bit of everything. You could, It's like, as I said, you could dance to it. Yeah. It's, it's really fucking mm-hmm. fun. I love it. It's one of my favorite songs on the album, yeah. and I was like, ooh. This is really cool. I really like this. Next song, I Want to Kill You. As I said, it's like if, like, if this has a really big, like, Davy Havoc, like, dream car yeah. type feel, or I was never big into AFI, mm-hmm. but it has that, that feel. Like, as I said, everything's, like, kind of catchy and something to dance to, and the vocals make it yeah. as well. Like, the vocals are really cool. Blue Sunday, the slinky, sexy bass line that leads the way, mm-hmm. and uh, the rest follows. Thin Air, kind of like this dream poppy indie feel. Call Your Bluff is one of my favorite songs. The guitars are really cool on it. Lyrics are cool. Mm-hmm. Real cool delivery. Right after that, Fight Beat is awesome. One of my yeah. favorite songs. This groovy, sexy, suave beats. You love it. Glass World and Winter Buds are more like like a chill indie rock feel. Mm-hmm. Like a little, I wouldn't say they're acoustic, but they, they're, they're a little different. And then it ends with Edge of the World really good last song it builds up and breaks down throughout the whole song and it kind of just puts a good ending mm-hmm. on, on the song and then as i said it has two unreleased songs which are pretty decent um and then they have like um these alt versions of the songs i fuck i've been listening to this all week yeah it's, it's really, really good really, yeah really i really good. like it yeah, it just like it really reminds me of like the if the faint was more like post punk kind yeah. of or just indie rock. Um, it's it's really cool mm-hmm. shit. I like it. Definitely check it out. It's it's just different. I and mean, then it yeah. was something that I was like you know haven't listened to in a while. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Yes, Citizen. They've been around forever. Like mm-hmm. I've seen them. I never saw them tour or anything, but mm-hmm. I've seen them on Billings, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. now I'm like, fuck. I wish you would have saw them. But yeah, good mm-hmm. shit. Check them out, yeah. Citizen. 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 Last but not least, Julia, Julia, Derealization. Mm-hmm. This came out 9.30, not at 9.30 p.m., <laughs> uh, September 30th, 2022, off Suicide Squeeze. Mm-hmm. This is, of course, the first solo effort from Julia Kugel of The Coat Hangers and Salt yes. Palms. And this is gonna, I'm going to do this review a little different than other reviews. Okay. Because it's a very hard album to review. I agree. When I, like, when they first announced this album and I heard a snippet of the single. What was uh, their single? I, I don't you. even remember. It might have been um, Without You. But I was like, oh, it sounds kind of like Soft Palms. Yes. And so, I, like, I really like Soft Palms. And I liked it too. Soft Palms was the Dream Pop album yeah. she did with her husband. Uh, went back and listened to Soft Palms. No. Not into it. Soft Palms is, no, I like Soft Palms. This album. Not like it. Not either. like, so Soft Palms. In the nice, it's hard to, because anyway, any, like anything I say is going to be complimentary, but I think the way I'm going to say it would almost sound like yeah. derogatory. But Soft Palms is a much more traditional album. Yeah, I can see that. And it has songs. Mm-hmm. This album reminds me of, without sounding like either, two albums in memory. Okay. One would be The Fragile by Nine Inch Nails, which a friend described to me as a collection, having like an album of music, but not songs. Mm-hmm. And the other is Night of the Worm Moon, which was Shauna Cleveland's... I could see that, yeah. ...sole effort in that it's, yeah. 
Are you familiar with the concept of bicameralism, or the bicameral mind? No, I, I do not. All right. I'm going to put on my professor glasses. Yes. Bicameralism. So bicameralism is this hypothesis that was, I wrote it down and everything. Um, This hypothesis that was sort of codified in 1967 by Julian Jaynes that basically says that at some point in our past, Mm -hmm. people didn't have inner monologues and they didn't realize that their thoughts were their own thoughts. So say, what's a thought you had this morning? Um, I hope I don't poo myself while I run. Very good. So, in olden times, if you had that thought, you would you would hear Just, it as an external voice. You would think God was telling you, Jamie, okay. don't poop yourself when you run. And ironically enough, you probably poop yourself oh, if no God was talking to you. It's sort of this idea that you, that people didn't sort of have inner voices. They thought that like their inner thoughts were actually outer thoughts. Hmm. And that like gods were talking to them and stuff. There's a lot of, it's like a hypothesis. There's no real way to prove it. I think a lot of the argument for goes with the idea of literature. Okay. Like the way literature is written. Um, The primary argument um, against it is basically that's not how fucking brains work. Mm -hmm. But I bring it up because this is a bicameral album. Okay. Yesterday, when my trouble seemed so far away, I was hiking did you poop yourself? No, I the opposite. I was very constipated yesterday. Mm. I did poop myself. I didn't know. Oops. <laughs> Oopsies. I did have a BM around four that was epic. Oh. But I was kind of like off kilter. Constaria. I blame it on, or shitstipation, <laughs> as I like to call it. I blame it on uh, too many kind of books. Actually, the constaria is you have, you're constipated so bad you get gonorrhea. Oh, I thought that was, that's a song by Sublime, isn't it? I don't know. I don't practice constaria. (laughs) I have two crystal balls. (laughs) Which is my way of saying, I was hiking and I had earbuds in, which is my new thing, like, like Bluetooth earbuds. I don't like them. I am more into them than I used to, especially because like my new phone doesn't have a port. Listening to this album on the Bandcamp app. I have those ones that go around. Oh. They're pretty cool. Oh. Oh, by the way, if you so using listening to music on the Bandcamp app, the Q function is fucking highly underrated. It's awesome. Yeah, it is good. As I'm walking, it just occurred to me this is like having an inner monologue in your head because it's a very freeform lyrically album. It's a lot of her like sort of angst and musings. Yeah. And it's like you're hearing thoughts. Okay. Now this is around the time I was hiking and I came across a set of t- train tracks and I saw this mangy animal. Yeah, yeah, that fucked. And by mangy in the Didn't very literal sense, it had a lot of mange, did not look healthy, did not recognize it as a fox till I took the picture and blew it up. Yeah, sad. And then it turned to me and goes, chaos reigns. Mm. And it was a very spooky day indeed. Yeah. Did you eat those mushrooms on the way? No, <laughs> I didn't need to. Um, to sort of bring it all around, I think the, this album is very, very introspective, very trippy to the point of being unsettling. It's an album that songs almost argue with themselves which is also added because julia who she i think she played almost every instrument in this album she did everything on this album she even did some of the engineering it's a very personal album double tracking so in some cases she's calling and responding to herself in the album and sort of arguing with herself about feelings it's a very weird album to have in your head very there's a lot of loneliness to it a lot of introspection has a very hollow sound to it at times, very, like very sparse in the best ways possible. No, I agree with you. Haunting. 
Which is typical. Just well, the oh, first song was like really haunted. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, the um, the first song, which is, uh, I want you. I want you, which has that nerd. It has this very single plucking. Sound. It's very. It, it draws you a, um, a Portishead song yes. slightly, um, just because that boom, like yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, what? I'm like, this is really mm-hmm. haunting, and I'm like, wow, give me more, and yeah. then it didn't give me more. Very <laughs> but, deliberate, uh, yeah. but it was just different. But I was like, oh shit, um, like this is creepy. Yeah, a couple of our standouts are "Forgive Me," which yeah, is an apology to herself. Mm-hmm. No hard feelings, which is about sort of loss and hesitation. It's another song about we'll call it. Apology. Mm-hmm. I really wonder if this song is in reference to the coat hangers. Could be. And then the final song, Corner Town, I really like. It's a very like I said, a very hard album to review because of the so- way the songs are. Very experimental, like experimental very folky, experimental. Yeah. psychedelic, I'd say, in the very real sense that it is. You know, not psychedelic like someone jerking off a guitar, but psychedelic. No, I agree. Like, introspective and unsettling, and I really like this album. Very different album, very unique album. I liked um, Words Don't Mean Much. Yes. I like that song a lot, and Where Did You Go with a more poppy, if you want yeah. to say poppy song yeah. with it. But yeah, I thought it was like a weird album. Like, I'm yeah. like, where is this going? And like the songs didn't seem to co- like mm-hmm. go with each other at times, but it was yeah. it was interesting. Like, it was different. Um, like, it, it was it's very yeah. hard to review, because I'm like, wait a second. Like, I, you think it's going somewhere, it's... and it goes somewhere different? Not so much stylistic. Like, mm-hmm. like it's, it's... I can't explain it. But. It is a... Listening to this album sober very much reminds me of what it's like to listen to music when you're high. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like, at least my, when I have, like, my experience, like, experientially when I listen to music when, well, I've never high. actually been high because drugs, it's hugs, not drugs in this household. Mm-hmm. But if I was, that's what listening to this album reminds me of. Brava. 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 And of course she liked, uh. I commented on this album on Instagram, and she liked that post, so now, by the properties of the internet, we're best friends. Besties. Yes. Biffers. Biffers, uh, Biffers. A few other little musical titty bits. Titty bits. So, sort of the big one is, Queens and Stone Age album, indeed, coming out by end of year. Yep. I'm it, interested in that. Yeah. Terry Gender Bender has an EP coming out at the end of October. Um, Pocktober? Pocktober. You know, what, what the hell. Oh, yeah, a little secret. Had to basically rewrite all my notes right before you came because the original file could not be on them. So she, they, I don't know what Terry, how Terry, Terry Genderbender. Her pronouns are. Especially because Terry Genderbender has been growing in a mustache. Really? Yeah, you look at pictures. <laughs> EP coming out in October, but had one come out in April and it might have another one coming out in December. Hmm, interesting. So very interesting. So we'll definitely circle back on that. Yeah. Uh, in a couple podcasts. Um, and musically, that is basically it. Yeah, yeah, yes. Did you get that? Oh, yeah. So, Yeah, Yes came out. Did you listen to it? I did not have time to listen to it. Uh, my brother listened to it, and he said, based on the first single, he feel like they fooled him again. Oh, really? My albums are stacking up, because I got a whole bunch of stuff in the basic same two-day stretch. Because mm-hmm. my OCs finally came. I have not had a chance to listen to that yet. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff I just haven't gotten to. Um, I got something I don't even remember ordering or what it is. I got a very a limited edition release of American Thighs, the first Veruca Salt album, yep. which I think is... I don't know like how underrated a band, 90s band Veruca Salt was. If they didn't break up, even though they've reformed recently, if they didn't break up in the 90s under somewhat scandalous conditions... 
I wonder if they would have a bigger imprint. I don't know. Look at garbage. Well, gar it's garbage. I was thinking of bands that sort of had a more or less lasting imprint. Yeah. Or at least pop culture, like garbage is getting into do now, but as yeah. of I would have said I'd say mid two thousand, no one gave a sh- I, you had to be a garbage fan. Yeah, like no yeah, one, pretty much in well, my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I've been watching that. Uh, it's an Amazon doc on the music of James Bond. Oh, interesting. Which is pretty good so far, but it's very weird that Garbage did a... I always forget yeah. they did a the James Bond song. Yeah. Yep. The world is not For a Garbage album, I don't... Or a uh, James Bond album. Or, I never or, saw any of the Pierce Brosnan's... I think that... I've seen movies. a couple... They all, I haven't seen any of the Timothy, Timothy Dalton. He only did one, I think. He did two, maybe... I thought he did more than one. I don't know. Who else am I thinking of? Who was the one? But also, George, they wanted Pierce Bronson. For a long time. But he's doing Remington Steel. And I think that's why they had to go to Timothy yeah. Dalton, even though they look like... There's a guy, George Lazenby, I think, is the one who did one movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not, not the sure. biggest... I like all the Daniel Craig movies. Yeah, I still have to watch the last one. Yeah. So I'm not watching. I might do, at some point, try to watch as many of the old movies as awesome. The Daniel Craig ones are actually really good. Like Quantum of Silence, Solace is probably the least. The uh, the love interest in Quantum of Solace is the Marilyn in um, Blonde. Oh, interesting. A happy movie it. about yeah. happy things and joy. Yeah, I'd like to watch that. Mm. What have you been like? Watching? I haven't seen that many. Low and Fish my Bond break. Okay, sorry. I'm using. I'm freestyling, Jamie. Okay. I haven't really seen that many of the Connery Bonds. Um, I've seen. I've seen a few. He's, yeah. he's pretty good. I mean, it all depends on when you grew up. Like, I always pictured Bond as... Um, Roger Moore? Roger Moore. Me too. Because that's who was Bond when yeah. I was a kid to watch an octopusy and all that yep. shit. I like watching the Sean Connery ones. I've watched yeah. a few, and he's he's actually really good. Yeah, Obviously, like, the first Bond, but he's good. I like Goldfinger. I like... Goldfinger! <laughs> yeah. He's the man with the Midas touch. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you were going to ask a question... What have you been watching? I've watched some movies. Both. One one I would not classify as a horror movie, but it kind of has horror themes. Okay. It seems, seems like the the low-key theme of this episode is his sexual assault. Yeah, pretty much. Um, rewatched Hard Candy, which I think we talked about a couple episodes ago. It's fantastic. It I haven't watched it in years. But. Fantastic movie. Hard Candy. If you don't know what Hard Candy is, the movie... You should watch it right now. And don't listen to this. Because it has some, what you think it's something yeah. and it goes someplace totally sideways. So spoilers, come back in five minutes. So Hard Candy, and, and I'll, for the purpose of this conversation, I'll be talking about the character of Haley, mm. who is played by Elliot Page. Page. Um, and you can see the complications of talking about a female character played by a trans man. Pre-transition, we're not going to deal with any. Yeah, of that. yeah. We're just about the character of Haley. Haley is a fourteen-year-old girl who meets online uh, with her chat handle of Thong Girl, which I had forgotten. Uh, a man, a thirty-something photographer named Jeff. Mm-hmm. They go back to his place, where she then drugs and tortures him because he is a child molester, and it is great. 
It is so great. Well, because you're like, oh my god, he's gonna like totally like she's falling into this. Yeah. Like how stupid is mm-hmm. she? Like, and doesn't he try to drug her first or something? It's it's hard to say because she comments on again the character of Haley, comments that she goes through his medicine cabinet and she's like, yeah, not, nothing really exciting there. I was expecting a real Valley of the Dolls situation, <laughs> but that's sort of the implication at one point, like in the beginning. Again, like Haley in the beginning, they meet up at like a it's like a pastry shop. Yeah. And she's this very vacuous, like almost a parody of a fourteen-year-old girl, yes. which makes it that much better. Fourteen-year-old Poppy, she's wearing bright colors. Yeah, she oh, she, the, it, the, it's Nighthawks. Okay, it, because she gets a Nighthawks T-shirt. Yeah, and she's very like you know <laughs> kissing and stuff. It's gross and blah blah. He's very flirtatious with her. First note: the first twenty minutes, uh-huh. watching it this time. So much more fucking creepy than yeah. I think I was when I saw it years ago. He basically lures her in by, he's like, I was at the Goldfrapp concert. <laughs> by the way, incidentally, right around the time we started listening to Goldfrapp, I think. So it stuck out. It's like, I love Goldfrapp, blah, 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 blah. And she basically manipulates him into going back to his place. But you think he's manipulating yeah. her It's very clear because she seems like this, this little dum-dum. A very naive girl. Dumb Dumb is unfair. Although yeah, she's, she's playing it like a very, 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 very innocent. Naive, yeah, yeah, very naive, innocent. And then, oh, and then they start. So yeah, he gets her a drink. He's like, oh, you know, they told us not to drink anything unless we poured it. She's like, good advice. And she starts making screwdrivers. And long story short, <laughs> she gives him a a, a drugged a Mickey Finn. <laughs> And he knocks out, he wakes up tied up, and she's a much different woman. <laughs> and she's dressed like 90s grunge. And her head's shaved, too. Her head, well, her head is, sh- her hair's always short. Yeah. I don't even remember, she might have been wearing a wig before. I thought she was wearing a but wig. But there's also a comment that, like, um, the movie Elliot Page did before, he had a shaved head. So he's actually wearing a wig as Haley in both roles, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Haley per- proceeds to fucking... Psychologically and physically torture him. Every time she says his name's Jeff, and every time she says Jeff, it's like she's saying "fuck you." Jeff. The best scenes are at one point, like he she tries to he tries to manipulate her, and he's like, "Yeah, your parents didn't have time for you and all this," and she starts to be like, "He's like, yeah, really? Would, would you hold me?" He's like, "Yeah, I can hold you. We can just talk, whatever." And then she starts laughing at him, and it's <laughs> that's fucking great. It's so great. She fake castrates him and just the monologue and she's like, he's a poor, he's a pedo. Yeah. And she goes and finds like the safe that he has pictures and she's like trying to figure out, I wonder what the combination is. She's just punching and stuff. And she's like, yeah, take you like a week, blah, blah, blah. And then she reveals basically that she's like, or maybe it's this and it's his thing. And he's like, <laughs> didn't he pretty much have, he like, molested one of her friends so or? so ultimately yeah the thing that kind of leads is the initiation is this girl is missing she I mean Haley thinks that he killed her killed her and I'll say it's not clear if Haley if this girl is Haley's friend because of a statement she makes towards the end which I'll get into in a second but she finds that's the only clothed picture that Haley finds in the safe because they're all other like underage yeah. porno pictures. It's not clear whether she actually means to kill him 
or what until a certain point towards the end of the movie. Yeah. And that's when the neighbor comes over. Who's the neighbor? Oh, the neighbor is... Don't tell me I did. No, I did something wrong. Christina Yang. You just Christi- Dr. Christina Yang Sandra, from... Sandra Oh. Sandra Oh. From, yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Killing Eve. And I feel like Sandra Oh comes over because she has Girl Scout cookies from her daughters. And I feel like the point at which Haley kind of like changes and maybe decides she is going to kill him is when Sandra Oh mentions, oh, you know, my daughters and blah, blah, blah. And I feel yeah. like there's a definite change in her face. Yeah. So... To add to make this the best story ever, and what really makes it good is Haley is in control through the entire fucking movie. Yes, there's never a scene where like she's not in. Well, there's a couple scenes where she almost gets overpowered. Yeah, but she's manipulating him so thoroughly, it's great. She basically sets up a situation where his his love and like a woman he has like a crush on, an adult woman he has a crush on, is like kind of girlfriend or friend, sort of girl. Yeah, it's not really established. She is. She's coming over. And Haley gives him a choice. He's like, all right, I'll tell you what, here's your choice. You can you can stay alive and she's going to come over and she's going to find all this child porn. Mm-hmm. Or you can kill yourself. Or you can kill yourself and I'll clean it up. She'll never know. And he starts talking about like, you know, I'll find you. I'll be able to find you and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what makes you think you, I told you anything at all true? She might not even know this woman. He ties a noose around his neck, and you promise you'll clean everything up? And she's like, yes. So he jumps off the roof, and he's choking to death, and she just leans over and goes, or not. <laughs> and it is a great fucking, it's a great revenge movie. It's great. Love it. Ellie Payne, really good. Yeah. It's like a movie with only three fucking characters. Yeah, it's, it. it's really good. So the other movie I watched for Spooky Halloween, Ghost Goblins, and... Hellraiser, the Hellraiser remake. Mm-hmm. So not as much to say about this. Um, I liked it. Uh, the bad guy is Dr. Luca from ER. I heard that. Which he's popping because he's also in um, Blonde. Oh, okay. I feel like, yeah, Dr. Luca is popping up and stuff. And I always like to see him and stuff. Yeah. Because he was like, you know, basically a replacement with George Clooney. Yeah, I like Dr. Luca. And it's it's sort of a, it's, it's a, re- it's a reboot of Hellbla- Hellraiser. Which is a a favorite movie of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know how I was going to take this one. A lot of people didn't. Uh, this came out to Hulu. Oh, okay. And it's pretty good. It's interesting because the main character, the Christy Cotton character of this movie, is played by Odessa Azion. Okay. And sort of her premise is she's a recovering junkie. Okay. Or maybe not a recovering junkie. Um, Pinhead or the Hell Priest. Oh, as he is sometimes called it, um, previously played by Doug Bradley, is played by Jamie Clayton, who is a trans woman. Hmm. And I didn't realize it was a trans woman until this morning. Oh, you know what? I think I did hear that. Uh, Jamie Clayton was also in The Neon Demon, which I'm going to rewatch, which Neon is a really Demon. weird movie. It's a weird movie where, where Keanu Reeves, he's like a, he's a total scuzzbag who maybe again, in keeping with the theme of this podcast, sexual assault, mm-hmm. But no, I liked it. I like the first one better, but it's, this one's really good. I mean, the first one, you're always going to be that. But that was my effort at watching, uh, you know, horror for Spooky Week. Spooky, I watched Dahmer. Did I talk about that? Yeah, I you did, about yeah. Bef- did I say on the podcast or before? I, I think you talked about it on the podcast. Okay. Well, yeah, Dahmer yeah. was good. I'm, I'm like three episodes in. Uh, yeah. 
Um, are you watching anything else? Are you, are you planning on watching anything scary? Um, I might check out Halloween, the new Halloween, which I got very mixed reviews. Not yeah. a lot of people are happy with it. I don't know if I saw the one before that. I saw the one with like Jamie Lee Curtis, like her. It's like her grandkids and shit, and she's like. But that I don't know if there's I've one after. Kind of lost her. track of the Halloweens. Yeah, like I like Halloween. It's not my. Um, I've very much grown to appreciate it. I was never into it as a kid. Um, Friday the Thirteenth was always my jam. yeah. Which I asked Victor if he wanted to watch. Yeah. And he was like, no, too scary. Yeah. I was like, fucking pussy. <laughs> no, he wanted to watch something spooky. And like, I was trying to find something spooky. Like, we had Beetlejuice on and he mm -hmm. wasn't super into it. Like, Did he ever watch, get around to watching Squid Game? No. He's kind of over it. Oh. Uh, I would watch, I'd let him watch it now, I don't care. Yeah. Spookier than Beetlejuice, but not, um... Yeah, I don't know, like, he liked, like, Aliens he was fine with, mm -hmm. Resident Evil, so, like, but I think, I don't want a lot of sex in it, and that's what uh, you're gonna get with all those slasher movies. Oh, well, Life Force. <laughs> no. Life Force might not be that bad. A lot of, nudity. there's a shitload of nudity in Life Force. I just rewatched that, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, that one, that's actually not a bad. A lot of titties in it. Oh, maybe Reanimator. Reanimator's good. Reanimator... Borders on being a comedy. I like yeah. the animator. Or maybe I could do... Oh, Dead Alive! I was just going to say Dead, Dead Alive. Alive. He might like that. Or Lord of Salem. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Waxworks, um, that yeah. one record, I think it's Waxworks. So they do all like the soundtracks and stuff. I got like Bride of Frankenstein. So Lords, <laughs> Lords of Salem was one of them and I actually oh. like really thought about buying it. But I'm like, what, really? Am I gonna You'll murder this? your family. You can't listen to it. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um... There, here's a, here's a good one for you, meaning for him maybe, critters. I never saw or critters. ghoulies. Uh, ghoulies, I didn't really like. Come critters is ones. more a sci-fi-ish. You know, there's a lot of like those chud. chud. The thing, the thing a lot of nightmares. I watched that. Thing, I love I, the thing. I was so scared of yeah. it. I'm scared of dogs because they might be the thing. Yeah, you just have to burn them with a flamethrower. Yep. But, I can do. Or um, The Hunger. Just kidding. You know, you? Oh, you know what else? What was the uh, other one? They remade it with Colin Farrell. Oh, um, Fright Night. Yeah, Fright Night. Fright Night. Too bad. How about the, like, like so along those lines, Lost Boys. I thought of that too. I don't know if he, he might be bored with Lost Boys. So he needs something, what, like engaging enough. So I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm I thought to, like, of Lost Boys though. Like stuff like Critters. He might. Like. Yeah. There's a whole, like, late 80s, low-budget horror. Mm -hmm. The problem is, if you don't like sex, I think almost all this stuff yeah, is chock full of sex. And I don't remember there being sex and critters. No. But I'll bet you there's, like, a shit. I love, love to watch Trick or Treat, but it's, it's too much. See, they're doing a Trick or Treat, too. I heard, yeah. yeah. I love Trick or Treat. I think it's a yeah, great I do movie, too. but I, th it's, I think he'd be freaked out. Here's another Twisto segment. Yeah. With uh, Anna uh, Paquin. Yep, Anna Paquin's great. Mm-hmm. She's great. Great. <laughs> we'll have one podcast that comes out that we already recorded. Then our next podcast will be an anniversary, 7th. Oh. And we'll have to do a topic. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to do a topic and we kind of just threw this together, but it was actually pretty good for Yana getting thrown yeah. together. Mm -hmm. We had a couple days. Yeah. Maybe in a couple weeks we'll record, if not. Um... Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And then, you know, we should just like agree to watch a horror movie or something. Yeah. And do an interim. We'll figure it out what horror movie. Like the election. 
Yes. All right, everybody. So, oh, oh, one last final bit of news. We are on Amazon. Yeah, I did see that. So, so I put it out. Amazon Pod. I'm going to get us some other stuff soon. Cool. Um, like did you have to pay anything for that? No. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just my soul. Just your soul. So you can find us on Amazon. Yeah. You can find us on TraceHowStreet.com. You can try us on Facebook, even mm-hmm. though we get buried on Facebook. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, the other thing I did is I finally fixed our horrible description on iTunes, which just oh, said good. a recast of our first podcast. And I've been trying to get more into content on the episodes themselves for that description because nine times out of ten, the thing that delays me putting out episodes and mm-hmm. post them is right in the fucking like right up. And yeah, that's it. Bye bye bye. Bye.